often, Black women are a mere afterthought in conversations around wellness, but not in this space. On this podcast, the dialogue is always centered around women like you. Welcome to the podcast, but more importantly, welcome to the tribe. Be well, sis. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Be Well Sis podcast. I am your host, Cassandra Dunbar. Hey, sis, how are you? How you doing? How you feeling? How has life been treating you? And more importantly, how have you been treating yourself? As always, I hope that you're well and that you've been able to find some pockets of joy and pockets of peace in this hot mess of a life. (laughs) Anyway, y'all, I have some really good news to share with you, finally. (laughs) So the Clubhouse pilot that I mentioned to you last episode was a success, and I am officially part of the Clubhouse Creator First Accelerator. A million thanks to everyone who tuned in, who shared the event with a friend, who wished me well, who thought a kind thought, who offered their services. Just thank you, thank you, thank you. I am so grateful. I am just so filled with gratitude, honestly. Thank you. So for the next 90 days, I'll be working with Clubhouse to produce weekly interactive shows exclusive to Clubhouse. Um, I haven't had my one-on-one with them yet. So I'm not really sure of their level of support or what it all really entails, but I'm really, really excited. What does that mean for the podcast? Nothing, nothing at all. Nothing will change in the cadence of the show or in the show content. As a matter of fact, I am really excited for the month of June. We have some really great conversations coming up, one on self-image, the other one on the endocannabinoid system, and we are also having our first male guest on the show. We will be discussing the intricacies and the nuances of Black fatherhood in um, light of Father's Day. So I'm really excited for that too. So yeah, so this month of June is going to be so lit over here. I've been working really hard behind the scenes to improve content and just to provide you with a good experience. So I'm looking forward to that. So what else is going on with me? Well, my little one has finished up his first year of being 100% remote. So first grade was very, very different, Um, but he's done. He's on break. And listen, I don't know who's more excited. I don't know if it's him or me because baby, virtual schooling was wearing me out, wearing me thin. Um, It was a necessity, but incredibly exhausting for the both of us. And you know... As a parent, I I got some insight as to what happens on a daily basis and what they learned, and it was eye-opening. And I'm I'm both torn between not being sure if it was due to the pandemic, if there were some changes, or if the curriculum was sus. So my little one wasn't adequately challenged, and it made it so, so hard to keep him focused. But maybe we're done. It is summertime, school is out, and we are ready for summer. So let's go ahead and hop into On My Radar. So if you're new here, the On My Radar segment is where I discuss wellness-related people, places, or things that I find during my late-night web scrolling. And this week, it's Naomi Osaka. Hats off to the incomparable Naomi Osaka for doing something incredibly difficult and against the grain for her mental health. If you don't know, Naomi Osaka is a tennis star and four-time Grand Slam champion who announced in a statement last week that she would not conduct her press obligations during the French Open tournament. 
So I'm going to be paraphrasing from an article that is linked down below that was published this morning in The Guardian. So long story short, the powers that be over at the French tournament said that they'd fine her, I think, around $15,000 um, to start and then take it from there. Long story short, the Grand Slam escalated the situation by stating that repeatedly skipping press conferences would result in her being defaulted or even risk her suspension from future Grand Slams tournaments. And by applying such unnecessary pressure, they forced Osaka to choose between defiance and the possibility of unprecedented punishments or the deep discomfort of facing the media. Withdrawing was the option to minimize her stress. With her departure, she explained that she suffers from depression and is struck by anxiety before press encounters. You know, I am so, so proud of Naomi for doing something so incredibly difficult. And I'm so disappointed in the people who have anything but support to offer Naomi at this time. I've been doing my scrolling on Twitter and on Instagram and even Facebook, and I'm seeing things that make me like sad, essentially. You know, we as a collective talk a really good game once someone is lost to suicide. We're quick to post hotlines and, and memes and statuses of how we're here to listen and to support, etc. And then when somebody actually speaks up, we call them weak, say they aren't playing by the rules, call them entitled, and are less than encouraging. I obviously don't know Naomi Osaka intimately, but whenever I see her, I see my sister. And when I see people post less than encouraging statements regarding the situation, I recognize the person posting is not a safe space. All in all, I really hope that she feels good about her decision because she strikes me as a type that really wants to fight under the radar and not make waves. She wants to play her tennis, whoop ass, and go. And the media frenzy surrounding this likely isn't helping her mental health. I'm sending her so much love and hope that she's surrounded by people who affirm her and her decision and that she's well. I also hope that you, should you have to make a decision that is similar, that you are also proud of yourself and are also surrounded by love. One thing that I've learned in my own experience is that I have to put my mental health first. In full transparency, I got to a point where I was rationalizing that my kids wouldn't miss me or that they'd probably be better off without me. And that was the point that I realized that I needed to address my work situation in order to attempt to be better. Did that impact me financially? Absolutely. But money will return. Lost peace doesn't. And a lost life doesn't either. So with all that said, this episode is a solo episode. I'm just going to be letting you in on something really important to me that I'll be focusing on this summer, and that is prioritizing joy. Listen, like I said before, school is out. Summer is in full effect in the Dunbar household, and we are taking our joy very, very seriously. You know, last summer I was in a deep depression, just... I have to be frank, and it's uncomfortable to say that out loud to people that I may not know. Shoot, people that I may know. It's uncomfortable to say it. Um, but yes, I was in deep depression, and I was working a position that I wasn't aligned with who I am and kept me chained to my laptop. So I wasn't able to create any real memories with the boys. This summer, mm -mm, baby, it's different. 
I've created a rough schedule, a rough outline, if you will, of how our weeks are going to go. And I'm intentionally carving space for new and fun activities. One of the things that we're going to do is we're going to take a tour of the parks in our city and surrounding areas. So each week we'll pick somewhere new and we'll go there and spend a couple hours there. This will allow us to kill two birds. A, we'll be getting outdoors, we're getting some sun, getting some activity, and B, we'll be changing up our scenery. As I've gotten to know myself, I realize that one of the things that trigger my doldrums is not having anything to look forward to. So I'm creating that for myself and for the boys. And not only will that help with my depression and hopefully keep it at bay, but new experiences are so critical for neurological development and I need to keep that going for both my boys, especially my two-year-old who at this moment, so many connections are being made. And while I'm on that vein, I'm also going to try to keep my six-year-old on top of this academic so that he doesn't experience any summer slides. I um, went to Costco and I found a ton of workbooks that I plan on completing with him. Um, they have them for all grade levels. Um, so if you're interested in an easy way to stay on top of things this summer, I've linked them down below. But yes, so I will focus on three things to keep the joy levels high. You know what I mean? To keep the, the happiness flowing. Um, so the three things I'm going to, to address are going to be um, our physical well-being, nutritional well-being, as well as our mental health, right? So with our physical well-being, it is so important and very well documented that our physical wellness and our physical activity levels play a major role in our mental health. Um, being outside just be getting the vitamin D is huge in our mental health. One of the things, one of the hallmarks of vitamin D deficiency is actually a depressed mood. So being outside and getting the vitamin D is going to be helpful as well as just being in nature. We are people of the earth. We're supposed to be out in the earth and not stuck in inside all the time. So as the weather is warmer, the sun shines more often, we'll take advantage of that by being outside. And it's so important to have some light cardiovascular activity that triggers the release of endorphins. Endorphins are our naturally occurring, essentially happy hormones that our brain produces. Um, so allowing our brains to do that work to produce those hormones is going to be major um, and is major in our mental health. So in order for me to stay physically active, because I really... I used to really be a gym rat and lately because I'm still not comfortable being indoors with people and breathing heavy with people, <laughs> I am not ready to go back to the gym yet, but I have to figure out what I need to do to consistently be active. So I started going to the park with the kids. I need something to do just for myself. So y'all, I've taken up skating. Mm -hmm. I said it's skating. I don't know why I'm whispering. <laughs> But yes, I've taken up skating. Listen, seeing all of them goddesses gliding effortlessly on skates on TikTok and Instagram have inspired me. I, me, myself, I look like a baby giraffe learning how to walk, but I'm having so much fun practicing. I have yet to venture out into the world on my skates, um, but I do my thing in the garage. Like I'm really having a good time. I'm wobbly as hell. I look awkward as hell, but it's okay because I'm having a good time. Um, 
one day the the little one came into the um, garage as I was skating and sat on like a little mini chair. And I didn't realize he was there until I heard somebody say, go, mommy, go, mommy. He was so proud of me saying, good job, mommy. I was like, aw. <laughs> but yes, um, I'm practicing. One day I'll be good enough and I'll have the confidence, okay, to step out in the streets with my skates. But right now, I'm just enjoying moving my body in a way that actually brings me some joy. So the next thing that I'm going to address are our nutritional habits. First of all, I'm being really honest. I have about five recipes on deck that my family, I'm sure, is sick of. I'm sick of them. I know they're sick of them, right? And to bring some spice and to bring some more joy and some flavor into this house, every week, I'm dedicated to making something new and exciting. And I'm also going to have my six-year-old help me. We're working on fractions together right now. And this is a great way for us to use fractions in real life, right? By using the measuring cups and all those good things. So I'm going to bring a new dish into the home. So I'm going to create a new dish with my six-year-old for us to share. So A, I'm teaching him how to cook. We're practicing fractions and trying to figure out how to make eating healthier more enjoyable and that's for all of us so yes that's what we're that is the plan for us at, in the family in terms of personally as you know I have been on my journey to get my good health back in order and one way that I've been doing that is by consistently intermittent fasting. So what that means is that I will eat during certain periods of time. For the most part, I eat between the hours of 11 a.m. and 5 p.m. And what I find is that when I am intermittent fasting, I'm incredibly mindful of what I eat and I hydrate more. So it's been a win-win. I make sure that I get all of my calories in during that, I think it's a seven-hour window, Um, but I am very mindful and I, I try to make sure that I eat nutritionally dense foods and so far it's been helping. What we eat plays um, more of a role on our mental health and is given credit. So I'm doing what I can to help myself on that front as well. So not only am I trying to get my vitamin D by being out in the world, by being outside, um, but I'm also faithfully taking my athletic green supplements. As you already know, it is a supplement packed with over 75 vitamins and minerals and a super green blend to help supplement what we might be missing from our diets. It's very convenient to drink. All I do is add one scoop to my one glass of water and I add the vitamin D drop and boom, I've given myself what I may be lacking. If you're interested in trying it out, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsys and you will get a year-long supply of vitamin D. And I'll be honest, it isn't cheap, but that's because the ingredients are high quality. Again, to try out Athletic Greens, visit athleticgreens.com slash bewellsys to redeem a free year supply of high quality vitamin D. Side note, listen, I was having terrible back pain slash morning lower back stiffness for months And I just realized that I haven't had the back pain or morning stiffness since addressing my vitamin D levels. So I am so mad at myself for neglecting the pain for so long, knowing that vitamin D deficiency often causes muscle aches and pains. Duh. So this is my reminder to you to look into whatever aches and pains you might be experiencing. You may not have to suffer, especially when it's something that we can easily address, such as a vitamin deficiency. 
Um, you know what? We probably should have an episode where we explore vitamin and mineral deficiencies very soon. I'll put that on my to-do list. Anyways, so those are the things that I am doing for my nutrition. And lastly, but certainly not least, I will be addressing my mental health by paying very close attention to why I do the things that I do. I'm naturally a people pleaser. I literally enjoy seeing and making people happy, but sometimes it's at my own expense. I realize that many of my decisions are out of fog, F-O-G, and that stands for fear, obligation, or guilt. And when I operate out of any of these areas, it's to my detriment. The result isn't as expected and or I just feel shitty. I think all of us struggle with this from time to time and I urge you to re-examine and reassess the reasons why you do the things that you do. A lot of the time we find ourselves feeling like our time and our lives really aren't our own and it's because we spend so much of our time and even resources operating out of fog, fear, obligation, or guilt. Now, I get it. It's healthy to have a bit of fear. It keeps us safe, and there's a fine line to walk, though. Are we being so safe that our growth is stunted? Are we allowing the fear of the unknown or fear that results from our imaginations to keep us in less ideal situations? When it comes to obligations, listen, we all have them. Obligations to ourselves, to our families, to our employers, our clients, etc. But again, if our lives are just one big obligation, that leaves no room for joy. One of the reasons I burnt out was because I spent my days fulfilling obligations to others and made no room for myself to just be. And then there's guilt. Guilt is something that I've struggled with for as long as I can remember. I spent a good chunk of my formative years in Catholic school, and my God, they did their thing instilling that guilty conscience. (laughs) To this day, I feel guilty not for the act, but for the pre-act. The mere thought of doing something wrong or letting somebody down weighs on me heavy. As a result, I was doing things out of guilt. And what opened my eyes to this was hearing that saying, that saying yes to someone or something else is often saying no to myself. And when I saw things that way, my mindset started to shift. So those are my plans for the summer. I'm going to keep the joy levels high and as a high priority. And I'll keep you posted as I go. And I also want to hear your plans. What are some ways that you'll prioritize joy this summer? I have linked an IG post in the show notes down below where I'd love to hear your plans and your thoughts on this. Also, feel free to drop me an email at hello at thebewellsys.com with Clubhouse as a subject line if you have a topic or theme that you'd like to discuss, or if you want to be a panelist on an upcoming event. That is all I have for now. I'm going to take the boys to the park, but thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so, so glad you're here. Until next time, be well, sis. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Be Well, Sis podcast. For more information on anything discussed in this episode, please see the show notes and or visit www.bewellsispodcast.com. Oh, and don't forget to leave a five-star rating on Apple. Until next time, be well, sis.